Hello. Hello. Yeah, Hi. Back in the studio. Back in the studio. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, today we've got a producer called Michael Garland of Grand Pictures. Uh, he's done a lot of great films um, over the years. Death of a Superhero. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed that, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I really. That's one of my favourite Irish films. Way back when, uh, when I used to write articles for Film Ireland, that was one of the first things they asked me to do was to... Really? Uh, yeah, I actually interviewed Michael and the director, Ian Fitzgibbons. Uh, and did yeah, it was like the cover, the cover of the Film Ireland when Film Ireland was actually a magazine. Ah, it was a uh, kind of a, a cool moment for <laughs> me. Anyway. And they were so nice as well. I met them in like because uh, I was just starting out in the industry, and I met them in the canteen and when Lane. Like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, so yeah, it's like Easy Riders and ra- Easy Easy Riders and Raging Bulls in here. <laughs> the, the biscuit novel. Yeah, back when I started, uh, yeah, I started yeah. out in the industry in, uh, you know, 2008. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that, yeah. What is that? What's that filmmaker? He's in Sopranos. <laughs> His name's gone out of my head. He's the filmmaker. He made uh, Mask and. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they all started out as like journalists and critics. And I think Schrader was a critic. He was, too. correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not comparing myself to <laughs> <laughs> fucking greatest <laughs> filmmakers of all time. I would just say that's how they started it. Uh, and the Frenchies as well, the um, the new French New Wave, all Truffaut and all, yeah. all started out as critics. And that, so. Yeah, but sure aren't we all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, tell us about the podcast today, Paul, because I wasn't there. Sorry, yeah, folks. So, uh, yeah, it was another phone one. Um, Michael's been someone I've been trying to get on. Uh, mm-hmm. for a good while and it was great that he could finally do it and they have uh, himself and Ian have kind of elaborated again on uh, a film called Dark Lies the Island um, which Dark Lies the Island <laughs> yeah so okay. uh, if you're familiar with the author Kevin Barry who wrote um, an amazing L- long, long Way Home um, oh, not Sebastian Barry excuse me no uh, different guy uh, so he wrote a book a, a novel called The City of Bohane which is like one of the best Irish novels I've ever read it's like really experimental and bizarre and he creates this world it's really cool um, and he had this uh, collection of short stories that was really popular as well called Dark Lies the Island so this is a strange one because it's kind of a hybrid it's kind of based on some of the characters I, I think all those shorts are based around this village uh, but it's they've got, made this kind of Americana type swampy strange surreal kind of film and the cast I haven't seen it yet but yeah, the yeah. cast looks incredible so you've got Peter Coonan Tommy Tiernan um, Charlie Murphy Charlie Murphy <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> who I think is is one of our most promising actresses I think she's ah she's amazing yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah so we talked about you know the challenges of uh, producing and and all that stuff. So, uh, do we have any? We've no news. No, no news. No FNI news. Uh, no, not really. Um, if you want to, you know, if, if you want to support us, uh, the usual crack. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening as always, and you c- and it's very important for people to subscribe on 
iTunes, Spotify, um, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts nowadays. Yeah. And also go to the uh, Headstuff Podcast Network yes. and check out one of the many array of fantastic, topical, and uh, entertaining podcasts available. Yeah. Uh, next week we have we're going to have uh, Ruan McGann, um, another person I've always wanted to get on. Um, makes has made some of the big historical documentaries. So. If you can still, I think you can still catch it on the player. Mm -hmm. uh, so do your homework for next week's episode and watch the Irish Revolution on the RTE player. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really brilliant. It's narrated by uh, Gillian Murphy mm -hmm. and it's fascinating watch. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, brilliant. It's one of those, you walk by the TV, double take, and you sit down and you're sucked into the television. That's it. Your next type of docs. Gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. And in a really, really, really positive way. It's educational and entertaining. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now uh, we'll go to Michael Garland. Michael Garland uh, joining us on the phone. Thanks very much for taking the time to, to do this. Um, so uh, could you just tell us a little bit about uh, Dark Lies the Island? I, I assume you've been uh, busily getting it ready for for Diff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously it's been uh, quite, quite a journey. Um, yeah. I guess it might be interesting to people to know the kind of genesis of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, as you may be aware, I've worked with Ian Fitzgibbon on several uh, several films and, and TV stuff going right back to Paths to Freedom, which is 20 years ago now. Yeah, I was a big fan um, of uh, Paths to Freedom, actually. Yeah, I had it on VHS. It certainly, uh, it certainly made an impression when it, when it came out. Actually, we had um, Eilish Kent as a former guest. And I believe, was she, she would have been one of the commissioners on that, would that be right? Mary? Uh, Eilish Kent. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Kent was, was was one of the people involved, and 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 Mary Callery at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it all seems a long time ago now. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. So so that was anyway the beginning of my of my kind of work, working relationship with Ian. Well, yeah. we, we we had made a, a short film. Ian, Ian had been an actor, and I'd met him in London. Okay. And uh, he was a rather boy. Right. And uh, when we met, he said that he was, he was very keen to to to. to branch into, into directing so we did we did a short film together called Stranded okay. which was uh, so long ago now I can barely remember but I remember yeah. it was about two three monks or something <laughs> on an island off Iceland okay. uh, so that was an interesting piece of work but it was great fun and um, and then uh, we did another another short film called um, Between Dreams which was uh, in competition in Venice. So that was kind of the beginning of things for myself and Ian. Then we did Past Freedom, First Wedding, and then we did uh, Death of a Superhero together. Yes, yes. And at the end of that, uh, we said we'd like to work together again. And he came to me with this idea uh, about, about uh, doing a short, a short movie based on, on one of Kevin Barry's uh, short stories yeah. entitled Breakfast Wine, yeah. which we got funded by the film board. That would have been and, uh, signature a signature film, actually. At and, the time, uh, right, yeah, yeah. That had yeah. Dylan Moran and... It did, uh, yeah, Dylan yeah. was in it and Pat was in it. Right, um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that really 
that really convinced us that there was something in what well, everybody knows how fantastic Kevin's writing is. Yeah. But whether whether it would transfer to the screen was the question. And we thought that, given our experience with Breakfast Wine, that yeah, there was every reason to believe that we that we could make a feature film based on some of his characters. So yeah. the three of us got together and we discussed uh, how to move that forward. And you know, Kevin uh, obviously in love with some of his own characters which is you'd expect him to be <laughs> yeah. and, and he thought that they that you know he could he could maybe do an amalgam of, of some of the characters and create a kind of a milieu where they you know where some of these characters could intermingle loosely yeah uh, and that, that was the beginning of it there's a lot of writing and then right. we went to the film board and again Mary Callery was at the film board at the stage yeah. as well yeah and um, we got our development money from there and there were many iterations of the script. It was, okay. it was tricky, you know. It's, it's a hard thing to do. It was very hard for Kevin, and uh, also Ian was quite closely involved in. In, in general, in I think it's quite hard script. to take shorts, uh, short stories, and turn them into. Some, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a you know just because you can write write short stories and novels doesn't mean you can do a screenplay. But right. I think he did a great job on it. And yeah. uh, but by the time we. Um, we were ready to make it. Uh, Mary had left the film board and Derva Regan had taken over. Okay. Uh, obviously, Derva is very script savvy. And, uh, yeah. So we ended up with our script that everybody liked. Yeah. And um, off we went. I mean, obviously, it's a real punt, this film, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small town Ireland, you know, what yeah. happens when you look under the stones in these places. Yeah. It's not all beer and skittles. And <laughs> um, it's... Uh, you know, I decided that, well, we decided really that there was no point in going big with it. You know, yeah. it was it's always going to be a small film. So yeah. I liked the idea of trying to make it with just just out of Ireland. Mm. Mm. So that's an ambitious thing to do in itself. Yeah. But in a way, it's liberating because there's not too many people interfering with you. So we went to RTE and uh, Dermot Horan liked it. Yeah. And uh, that meant we could do our BAI thing. Mm-hmm. And then we did our section 481, and then the film board were fantastically, fantastically helpful. It has to be said. Okay. So, with the exception of a small amount of money from Independence, the, the UK-based sales agent, yeah, uh, via a company called Quickfire, who do their financing, um, we were able to make the film really out, out of uh, out of Ireland. Okay. Which was great. Yeah. And then off we went and made it, and here we are now. And tapping into this amazing pool of talent of actors that you have. Yeah, I mean, it, I have to say, casting casting was an interesting thing. I mean, mm. you know, a lot of people wanted to be in the film, right. which was a novelty for me. <laughs> you know, usually, you know, casting is is a tough thing. I mean, it, yeah. it was it was difficult to get the right people. Yeah, but there was there were no shortage of volunteers, shall we say? Okay, yeah, and that was great and and very encouraging. Yeah, but but you know, it is what it is. It won't be to everybody's liking. There's just no doubt about it. It's very. It, I mean, it's 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 Kevin Barry, mm. and uh, and if you don't like his his stuff, yeah. you probably aren't going to like this movie. But a lot of people like his stuff. It's 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 um it's merciless in a lot of ways. Right. You know, it's uh you know it's worth it all, but yeah. it's fun. And filmically, were there any films that Ian was inspired by, or that you you want to use those references? It's kind of as, as, as references, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. I, I always hesitate to, to go down. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's just that, you know, some of it sounds so pony, really. Right. But it was like, it, it kind of, uh, I, I think the kind of vibe, if there is a kind of a vibe, yeah. would be kind of almost swampy Americana. Right. If you know what I mean, you know, yeah. there, 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 there are not very many nice people in this movie. <laughs> so, right. you, know, you think you've met the worst guy until you meet the next guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but the interesting thing I think about it is, and w- without trying to, you know, jump on bandwagons yeah. or anything, it is really there are two female roles in the film, mm-hmm. and they're the people who kind of, to an extent, drive the action. Right. Uh, and it's all about them. Yeah, uh, and how men circle around them. Okay, and in the end, uh, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Charlie <laughs> but Murphy. I know people decide that. Yeah. Uh, so you you have Charlie Murphy as one of the main female leads, and who who else is there? Yeah, there's Charlie Murphy, and there's Ashley O'Sullivan okay. is, is there as well. Okay. Yeah. Being her fantastic self, yeah. and uh, and then there's a young girl called Yana Mohiden who plays. Charlie's daughter. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, the Charlie Charlie's character is married to to, to uh, this guy, uh, Daddy Man, yeah. who's complete not a bastard, really. Yeah, yeah. And that's played by Pat Short with great Alan altogether. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and into this, and then he has two sons. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Peter Coon and Mo Dunford. Mm. Uh, one of whom, Peter, uh, Peter's character, uh, Doggy, is a kind of. A, sociopath to put it mildly and has taken himself off to live in a kind of a caravan in the woods yeah yeah for reasons which become apparent later on in the film yeah and then Mo's character is is a kind of a Lothario kind of younger brother yeah who's a, a total Egypt I think is the word reduced okay. but uh, things go pretty wrong for him okay and uh, it's great fun and into all this anyway into all this mix comes uh, Tommy Tiernan's character who right. kind of kind of wanderer who just arrives in to the town for a short period of time yeah does a few things and then wanders back out again okay it's all very enigmatic but the music yeah um and so you kind of touched on it there a little bit so you say there aren't many nice characters in it. it's something that as script writers we often think about like likability of characters and sometimes it can be like, that can feel like death <laughs> but you obviously had the freedom here or how, how did you kind of approach that in uh the pitching of it that you know there aren't really likable characters here how, how do you how do you approach that you're looking yeah for? i mean yeah 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 the question is who do you love yeah, right yeah um and i think i think it's <laughs> i suppose in this in this instance uh, the child played by Yana is is the kind of the the person that you have most concern for. Okay. Although, uh, as you'll see when you see the movie, yeah. she's not without her smarts either. She's <laughs> by no means a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Either. So I think that's what's unusual about it. But I mean, this is this is the territory you're in with Kevin, I suppose. Right. That's some some people are just just relentlessly nasty. So it's only it's only really a a, a question of degree. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think different people will nothing identify with different forms of badness, but they will have to find one form of badness less bad than others, and I'll be up to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, it is unusual in that in that it's probably the Tommy Tiernan character right. would be the one 
who who at no time displays uh, any <laughs> n- n- any any negativity towards other people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, Could we just go back to the start of your career, go way back, and um, just tell us about how you got into film? Yeah, um, I I started out in film business in London in the 80s. Okay. Uh, I worked for a company called Palace Productions, who, along with Working Title at the time, were the two big kind of uh, indie filmmakers in in that wave of independent film that that started in the 80s as as a Soho. So I was very lucky that I I found myself there. Yeah. Um, And I was there really from the beginning of Palace to the end, shortly after it began, until it went belly up then in the early 90s. Right. Uh, Although I'd already kind of uh, started to... uh, to move away from it a little bit by by the time it actually folded. And had it just Um, gotten too big or... But it was a fantastic time, I have right, to say. Yeah. It was, um, I think, the best description of it was like being back in school okay. with no homework and getting paid. <laughs> it's what it was like. It was it wow. was a very, very, yeah. very, very thrilling time. Yeah. And I worked with a lot of people, you know, who are now stalwarts, really. Right. Uh, Daniel Batsek, Stephen Woolley. Okay, yeah. Liz Carlson. All these people... Uh, who are now kind of have done so much better than I have because they stayed there. <laughs> but I came back then, I came back to, to, to Dublin then for okay. for personal reasons, really. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I, I, I worked then for a while with Katie McGuinness at a company called The Good Film Company. Mm-hmm. And then I set up my own company, Grand Pictures. Okay. And uh, that was years ago, and here we are today. Okay, so... Um that would have been around the time of Pass the Freedom. Yeah, I just set up grounds. I think I think Pass the Freedom was one of the first things we did, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And was I mean, I uh, you know, it's um, I, I guess if the people who listen to this are are, are interested. I mean, yeah. you know, independent film production is a very very odd thing to decide to do. Yeah. And it's a very difficult thing. Yeah. And you know, um, I think you need to know where to place yourself in the in the firmament. Mm. And I was never, I was never interested in owning a big company, right? Or, or having, you know, employees and all that kind of stuff. I, I was much more inclined to go on a project by project basis and just, you know, keep it under the radar. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of worked for me. I mean, you know, I look at people like Element who are just titans, really, and they're fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I have nothing but, but the hugest admiration for them. Yeah. But it's a different kind of endeavor, mm. if you know what I mean. I mean, I mean, they they they're, they're fantastic. They're, yeah. There's just no doubt about it. They're 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 the equal, if not the if if, if not superior to the, to the best UK producers. They're fantastic, uh, yeah. and there are lots of other people in Ireland who are who are following in their footsteps, and mm. and that's great. That's one way of of doing it. But I think you kind of end up being less independent, if you know what I mean, as a result, which is a choice. Yeah, um, well, they have, you know, you're going to have a big staff and you you need to... Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, travel light and travel fast for yeah, me. I, I, yeah. I kind of have relationships with very few few directors yeah. and writers, and yeah. that's fine for me. Yeah. But it's it's just one one 
one way of making independent films. You certainly make fewer of them, make less money, that's for sure. Yeah. But it's a different kind of lifestyle, I guess. But you don't have to take on projects that you might not be... No, I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm working on stuff now, uh, uh, which I've been developing for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's starting to come to fruition. And some of these are bigger projects. But, yeah. uh, but essentially, I kind of like working in a small group. Yeah. And sometimes that group is just me. Yeah, yeah. Could you talk? Um, about sometimes I'm late for work. <laughs> um, yeah, if you could talk about how, as a producer, uh, kind of advice for people who will be starting out who want to produce. How do we get more people to produce for a start? And then, as producers, how do you get more people to produce movies? Yeah, do, do we need more? I get producers? the impression. I mean, I get the impression that there are no shortage of producers. Mm. Uh, I mean, there seems to be a huge number of uh, of films being made in Ireland now, and I, I think that's yeah. fantastic. You know. Yeah. Um, and they're, but they're made in a much different way than heretofore. Right. You know, years ago, <coughs> it was in some ways easier and in some ways harder. Yeah. But I mean, now it's much more commercial, and I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's a yeah. very expensive hobby. Yeah. yeah. If you know what I mean, and and, there, and it's a very expensive way to make a home movie. Yeah. So the most important thing is, I think, is that your film is actually seen. Uh, yeah. But now that there are more platforms for this. Mm. Uh, then that's maybe more possible. Yeah, yeah. But how, I mean, what advice would I give to people? Or maybe a better way of putting it is sometimes there feels like a disconnect in that you have all these writers and directors who are looking for producers and then you have all these producers who are looking for projects, but there seems to be some yeah. sort of disconnect there. I know, it's really difficult. It really is difficult. I mean, but it's ever been thus, you know. Yeah. I don't think that will ever change. I mean, yeah. you know, there are, there, are, there, are, there are better scripts never made than there are films made sometimes. Right. And it's so much of it is luck. So much of it is luck. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, but yeah, here's, here's what I, t I think. I think, personally, that, that young people coming out of film school and college should stick together. Right. That's what I would do. Okay. You know, I mean, if I, if I, was, if I, if I had my time again, yeah. I would try to, to hang with the people that I, I know, yeah. who I knew had talent and I knew had the same kind of vibe about them as I do. Right. And try to, try to do it that way rather than, rather than go to some old bastard like me, you know what I mean, and say, <laughs> I've never written anything that's been made before. Mm. Will you read this? Mm. I try to read as much as I possibly can, and I always get back to people if I can. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's basic good manners. But I'm not sure how many people do that. Um, and it's very discouraging. But if you're, if you're, if you're in Dunleary or, 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 or Ballyfermot or something, and, mm. you're, and you're, with, you're in your peer group, yeah. I think that maybe that's, that's how I think I would do it anyway. Okay, yeah. And start off real slow, yeah. and in some cases fizzle out altogether, but yeah. in other cases go through the roof, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what I would do, because it's, it's really, really difficult to get the attention of... I mean, if you, if you, if you put your, yourself in the, in, the, in the position of a producer, mm -hmm. maybe who has a slightly different business model than mine, for example, who's employing three or four people and they need, they need a, a turnover of, of gigs, you know, they, they yeah. have to be almost, almost have to be in production at all times. Yeah. You know, they, they can't afford to make a mistake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think you need to be cognizant of the, of the, the financial dynamics that at work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it is, you know, it is, it is heartbreakingly difficult. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But, but, you know, also, you know, not everybody can, can succeed in, a, in any sphere of endeavor. Yeah.
But would you say it's easier to make a film now than it was when you started out? <clears throat> well, I think I think there's there's more money around to make films now. Okay. Yeah. But I think there's more people grasping to get it. Yes. And that's the problem. So in actual fact, it probably isn't much different in the end. Right. You know, I mean, when I first came back to Ireland, the film board was was in Galway. Yeah. Uh, Lilia Doolan on, yeah. on Shop Street or somewhere in Galway above a pizza shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it was fantastic. And, yeah. you know, you were able to, access was absolute, you know, and yeah. you could just walk in and have a chat. And, yeah. But obviously it's become much more formal. And then, you know, there was a huge change then at the, the crash in 2008 mm. when everything was under the microscope and it, it all became much more much more, you know, it used to be the Department of Arts, Culture and Ancient Monuments or something that used to look after the film business. And now it's Department of Finance. And I think that just says everything Yeah, yeah. about how it's changed. It's, it's now a business as opposed to a kind mm. of a, the arts. Yeah. And, and would you say we're, we're less outward looking? We're not looking to America as much, maybe? I think we're more confident in our yeah. own stories now, which I yeah. think is fantastic. Yeah, um, but you know the truth of the matter is that you take money from anywhere. Yeah, and that's that's the awful truth. I mean, you know, art and commerce are are are, are uneasy bedfellows at the best of times. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, if 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 I was if, when I am financing a film, yeah, I don't as long as it's good, clean money, yeah, and it's at the right price and under the right circumstances, mm. it doesn't matter to me where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you would have worked co-production. I think uh, Death of a Superhero would have been a co-production with Germany. Am I right? Which one? Uh, Death of a Superhero. Yes, it was. Yes, it was with uh, Bavaria Pictures. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was great. I mean, I have to say, I've done a lot of work with Germans. You're and, right. Um, and I'm doing uh, again right now, and I've always found them great. Yeah. Um, you know, they're straight up. There's not a lot of laughs, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know it's very businesslike and it's very formal, but it's very fair, and okay. you know what you're dealing with, and there's no messing. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, one word of caution I would give to to any producers who happen to hear me, yeah, or are interested in listening to me, yeah. it's like you know you got to be so careful who you get into bed with, right? Co-production yeah. wise, it, it is fraught with with all manner of potential, you know, pitfalls. Really? So you really got to do your due, due diligence there. Okay. But it's not, it's not difficult to do. It's okay. difficult to do. And is that in, just in terms of contracts? Like, say, some of the pitfalls, what kind of things would people need to look out well, for? Well, you, know, <clears throat> you know, people promise a lot. Right. And, um, you know, they promise a lot. And sometimes I, I try to under-promise and over-deliver, but other people seem to over-promise and under-deliver. But if somebody <laughs> under-delivers, you're, you're in... You're in trouble, you know, right? Yeah. Because you know the margins are small. Uh, everything has to be has to be tickety boo, and if it isn't, you know, you have a problem. Yeah. And if you have a problem, the people who've already given you money have a problem with you, mm. and it can go very wrong. Mm. So one should be very careful. Okay, and something I always wondered about with co-productions is, I, I think Death of a Superhero was a good example because it was based on a book that was very popular in Germany. Yes, and. Uh, would it be right in saying that they tried to get a kind of do it, it, in other places but it, it didn't really work but for some reason it clicked in Ireland is that right? 
they try to they try to establish the film to be made in other territories. Yeah, was that it? Or, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Bavaria Pictures came to me. A guy right. called uh, Philip Kreutzer, who was uh, one of the producers for for Bavaria Pictures. Yeah, and they've been developing this film for for a long time. Yeah, and they had all kinds of work done. Yeah, um, I mean, it's set in New Zealand, if I recall correctly, right. the original yeah. novel. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't happening for them. And I was introduced to Philip um, by a third party whose name I cannot now remember. Yeah. But in any case, uh, and we were just talking about stuff, and he said, I've got this gig, you know, I really love it, and uh, I just cannot get it off the ground. I just, right. I just can't do it. Yeah. And um, so I read it, and yeah. I thought, shit, that's good, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I had been looking for something to do with Ian for a while. Yeah. And I gave it to Ian, and he thought this was fantastic, and he yeah. really, really put his shoulder to the wheels. So then we got some writing done with Ian and Margaret, um, no, who was it? can't remember now. Sorry, I will yeah. remember yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, through hard work and shoving the water yeah. up the wall, Yeah. We were able to get a bunch of money out of Ireland and uh, yeah. and, and make it here. Yeah, and so it was great to set it, it kind of in Dunleary along the Dart Line, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the the joke at the time was that we didn't shoot anywhere more than five hundred yards from Ian's house. I mean, that's the reason <laughs> we did it. But um, but yeah, it was it was it was a nice experience. But it was yeah. also great working with Bavaria Pictures because you know that they're kind of an establishment German company, and you knew that you'd have to be looking over your shoulder at any stage, which yeah. takes a lot of the the guesswork out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you can actually concentrate on trying to make a decent film. Yeah. Um, that's that's great. Uh, so, so um, after the screening in Diff, uh, do you know what sort of release you're going to be hoping for for Dark Lights the Island? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Okay. You know, I'm, I, I accept that, yeah. that, you know, this is not, it's not, it's not more peculiar than a lot of Irish films, but it is a peculiar piece and where, where it fits commercially. Right. But I would have thought that that with, you know, on the face of it at least, with Tommy Tiernan and Pat Short in it, should have a commercial life. Yeah. So I'm hoping that on the back of this screening that they'll be interested in it. I yeah. mean, obviously we're talking to people at the moment, and I yeah. hope that that, uh, that that talk will 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 kind of crystallise into action shortly after 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 it is. Yeah. That's the hope anyway. Yeah. And if there's any for, say, is there any film? So if you like this kind of thing, you'll like Dark Lies, Lies the Island. Any examples there? Any examples of, of other films like it? Yeah, or that, you know, for if the people who should, who should go see it. Uh, uh, <coughs> let me think, let me think. I guess it, there's a kind of Coen Brothers vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely. Yeah. It, it feels, it, it, it feels less like... It, it feels like it could actually that the, the action could take place in the Appalachian Mountains, right? Yeah, as, yeah. as much as it could yeah. in Boyle County, Roscommon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that there's that kind of vibe to it, you know, and uh, and it's basically it's 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 tough but funny. Okay, yeah. There is a show called um, Justified with Timmy yes, Keller, yeah. and it, I kind of got that vibe. It's that yeah. backward. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. reasonable thing. And the word Ozark. Brings to mind a lot for right. me as well. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. really more geographically than anything else. Yeah. Because you know where 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 we shot it, uh, it's kind of pretty distinctive. Yeah, place. yeah. And but, but those people very, exist in Ireland as well. 
Yeah, it's all very beaten up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Down at heel. Yeah. And uh, but but then you know you look you look at at the things that happen in Ireland. Mm. Um, you know court cases, right. even current court cases, which yeah. I won't mention yeah. for fear of ramifications. Yeah. But of strange murders and strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, relationships yeah. yeah and although when you see dark lights behind you might think that it never happened mm. it does, it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um these kind of things do happen these kind of weird inter-family yeah uh, 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 uh t- tensions boiling over yeah, which yeah. is exactly what happens in dark lights the island yeah yeah as you said under the stones in, the, in small town ireland yeah, yeah. it's it's um yeah, it's not. It's not pretty. It's yeah. not pretty. I, I don't think. I put it this way: we didn't bother going to Board Fulcher for any uh, any product placement or additional <laughs> finance. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, just to finish, we like to talk about uh, on this because it's on this podcast very much aimed at filmmakers, and uh, we try and talk about the realities of filmmaking uh, as well. So the the high points and the low points. Yeah. So you know we have to deal with a lot of rejection and a lot of heart heartache and that kind of thing. It was just if you have any perspective on how yes, you deal with it. I do, yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, this is just a personal thing. Yeah. You know, other people have been a hell of a lot more successful than I have. Right. Uh, but, but there again, it depends on how you, how you define your own success or yeah. failure. Yeah. But I have been doing this for a long time now. And yeah. what I have done is I've become completely impervious <laughs> to rejection. Yeah. I expect to be rejected morning, noon, and night. Right. And I am. <laughs> and um, and then, you know, but you know, it's a strange thing. It's a very, very strange thing. I, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a psychosis involved in it. That, you know, you, when, you, when you expect very little, yeah. uh, you're rarely disappointed. Okay. And I think you just have to have that really thick skin. Mm. And it's just, it's always no. Right. You know, it's almost always no. Yeah. And that's just the gig. Yeah. For me, anyway. I mean, maybe, maybe other people hear the yes word a lot more often than I do. And that's good for them. Yeah. I don't hear it very often. Yeah. I mean, I think I've made about 15 or 16 feature films right. in my career, plus right. a yeah. few hours of television. Yeah. So you can only imagine that in that period of time, how many times I've been told to go and shove it, you know? <laughs> And and that's just part of the gig for me. But may, yeah. maybe other people, you know, hardly ever are told no. But I, I doubt if that's the case. No. And um, and it's just part. It's just it's, it could be hard. It's well, yeah. You know, either you can take it or you can't. Yeah. You know, but I just think it's part of the gig. Yeah. Is perpetual perpetual rejection. <laughs> Well, it I'm sounds not, awful, yeah. but, but I mean, you know. But, but then, when 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 you're not rejected, it makes up for it, and you forget about all the times when they said no. Absolutely, uh, Michael. Thanks so much for taking the time. And it's an absolute up. pleasure, Paul. It's an absolute pleasure. This is Chris Fitzgerald from a podcast called Write Stuff. Just letting you know that if you're interested in reading or writing or just listening to interviews with interesting people, tune into Write Stuff and hear interviews with novelists, poets, songwriters and people involved in the writing and publishing industry. Past episodes are with the likes of Colm Tobin, Donald Ryan, Liz Nugent, Emer McBride, Michael D. Higgins. So listen in.
right stuff.